Welcome to the Catholic Cafe, where Catholic truth is served fresh daily. We've made you a reservation in the luxurious corner booth, so come on in and see what's on the menu today. Now, here's your host, Deacon Jeff Drzezemski. Greetings and welcome to the Catholic Cafe. I'm Deacon Jeff, sitting in the luxurious corner booth of the Catholic Cafe. Well said. Yeah, not really, but it's okay. You know, it's kind of hard. You got there, man. It's it's hard to say things and do things, and this is the time of year where we kind of get into a, like a little dreary kind of doldrum kind of thing. Yeah, it's it's winter time. It's the weather. You know, we've gotten through Christmas and New Year's, and we're out of the Christmas season, and. Everything's getting back to normal. Got lazy people still got their Christmas tree up, looking at that thing, going, "I got to get that down." <laughs> That's right. You know, and and uh, I, I don't judge because we usually have that trouble. Although yeah. I'm blessed with a beautiful and wonderful wife. Yes. That I'll just come home and it's like it's all done. I'm thinking, I not I shouldn't say I'm thinking. I tell her I am so lucky. <laughs> I know. <laughs> so I know it's just hard for a lot of people at this time, and you know, statistically, mm-hmm. this is the time of the year when most people have psychological dips in their uh happiness you know it's like it's just a tough time of year it is uh and it's also a time when people look forward to the new and coming year Mm -hmm. right new year's eve we're all raising glasses and toasting and talking about uh you know what are we going to do differently and new year's resolutions and and so it made me think that we really need to do a show here maybe sort of a top 10 show Mm -hmm. on uh on good new year's resolutions not not from the typical standpoint of, I'm going to lose weight and I'm going to right. start doing this and start, you know, but really from a spiritual standpoint. Yeah, that's a great idea. Some things that are approachable that that would maybe help us at this time of year, especially when there's so many of us that are just you know struggling to get by and not specifically speaking of economics, but really the time of year when it's cold and mm-hmm. wet and and nasty and you're not you're sitting in your house and you're all bundled up and it can get kind of depressing sometimes. Oh, yeah. And all the family have gone home. You know, it can be a difficult time for some folks. I think you're right. And so if we have this 10 list here, I think I think we can kind of help people with this because this is the kind of stuff that you and I do. Plus, too, I'd be curious to know how many people out there have spiritual New, Re- New Year resolutions. Maybe not a lot of you know, them. Just even having those to begin with, it's a good stuff. That's something new that not a, yeah. a lot of people think about doing. Mm-mm. So we're going to go through this list. Let's go with number one here. Right. And our number one is always now. It's the same number one. We Every time we do a, uh, one of our world-famous top ten lists, mm-hmm. it's really usually always the first thing on there. It's a, good, it's a good one. And that is just basically cleaning house with confession, going to confession. Right. You know, I, I, I really do believe that, uh, well, I know that sin causes weight, mm-hmm. right? It, it just an emotional weight, um, a, a spiritual weight on our shoulders. Mm-hmm. It's hard for us to bear alone because we, when, we, when we sin, we really bear that alone. That's true. Right? But when we go to confession, we give that to God. That's true. And he takes that weight away. Mm-hmm. Right? So it's like this, this time of year, the dreariness. Mm-hmm. Um, just the, I don't know, the sense of impending doom. You're looking up at the gray, black clouds, and you don't know if it's going to snow or sleet or whatever. And even if you're in a place, you know, that's not necessarily real wintry, mm-hmm. it's just this time of year. It's like we're in between all the major good stuff going on in sports and whatnot. It's just is like a it's weird. kind of a downer. Yeah, and it's kind of a downer. And I think in the same way, sin causes us to be down. Mm-hmm. And it makes those things even worse. Mm-hmm. Right? There's no... Worse way to look at the world than with no hope. That's true. And I think sometimes when we um, when we sin, we start to lose hope, lose a sense of direction, and and we feel separated from God, and so that means we're separated from hope. And so, going to confession, 
That's a good thing. It's a perfect thing, so, especially this time of year, because you're right. It's a perfect storm, weather, New Year, everything. Perfect timing to go to confession. Absolutely, and I th- and I think it's the first thing should be on everybody's list. Yeah. If you're going to make a New Year's resolution, it's like I'm going to confession. Right. Yeah, you'd be kind of weird at your party, you know, with everybody. So I'm like, what are you going to do, you know? And I'm going to go to confession. I'm like, okay. It'd you be know. a great conversation starter. It would be a great conversation. You're right. You're right. So another thing, number two on our list, is really um, this whole thing about Mass. Mm-hmm. I think far too few people understand exactly what Mass is all about. I know we go. We're Catholics. It's what we do. Mm-hmm. But I think there's a, especially guys. Mm-hmm. A lot of the guys go because the wives or the girlfriends go. Mm-hmm. A lot of guys convert to Catholicism, you know, because, you know, the girl's a Catholic. Yeah. Uh, a lot of guys will leave their Catholic faith because the girl's not Catholic. That's true. It happens a lot. I see it all the time. And the reality is we, we aren't always, uh, you know, spiritual giants no. as guys. And so as, I think a lot of times we forget really what is happening at Mass. Mm-hmm. And you think about this, uh, this cosmic reality, this supernatural explosion of grace that takes place and all the angels and saints in heaven you know all rejoicing and saying amen uh, at the great amen at the elevation at, after the uh, uh, Eucharist is confected and you're like you know that's pretty powerful it is. and so all the more reason we should want to go and so maybe this new year uh, our resolution should be go to mass more often mm-hmm. and I guess I want to back up and just say for a few folks that struggle to go to mass every Sunday mm-hmm. To make a commitment to go to Mass every Sunday from here on out. There you go. I'd still do a lot of baptismal prep, and I still talk to a lot of couples uh, who are having some troubles in their marriage. And I'm, it, I just find out almost every single time folks aren't going to Mass every Sunday. Right. And I'm not saying it's about the numbers. If you go to Mass, everything's going to be great. But if you go to Mass, you're the kind of person that's going to listen, that you're going to be open to God's promptings, to the Holy Spirit comes to you. Uh, in that situation, in the grace, and then in the Eucharist to be prepared through confession. And those graces really do stuff. That's right. So number one is confession. Number two is getting back to Mass and making sure that you're going every Sunday. And if, if you already are going Sunday, well, God love you. That's great. Mm-hmm. But how about trying to add a few extra Masses in? Just for the year. Yeah, find out when the daily Masses are in your parish. Mm-hmm. Go to a couple of different parishes. Get something new, a new a new priest or a new experience, a new church, a new building, whatever, and just do something new. Great idea. Yeah, so just a few. Don't overdo it, but just, mm-hmm. just pick something uh, good. So number three on our list uh, is reading a book. Now, that sounds kind of silly, <laughs> but I got to, I gotta, you know, if, if, if this time of year is that time when everyone's like looking outside and it's all gray and, and dreary or whatever, there is also that picture-perfect moment that's 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 portrayed in like uh um coffee or tea commercials mm-hmm. where the person is sitting by their big window mm-hmm. and they got the fire blazing there and they're wearing their uh their bunny slippers and robe or whatever and they're sipping a hot beverage there you go. and they're looking out the window yeah you know that's a really neat image and what i think is if you were to add to that a book Perfect. And I'm not talking about any book, like, I've been wanting to read that, whatever book everyone's talking about. I'm talking about a spiritual book. Perfect. I, it's so funny, Tom. I don't, is this true for you, too? But I have people that say, you have got to read this book. If you oh, don't read, this will change your life. This is the best the book ever. Yeah, it happens all the time. And I go... I have a running list. Yeah, see, I do, too. And my problem is my list is about 178 books you right can't now. can't keep I, up. I, if I went on a three-month cruise... You could I, maybe I maybe put a good dent in it. I could put a dent, but it would not. I wouldn't get through it. And it's like, and that's okay. 
I love it when people recommend things to me, and every once in a while, the Holy Spirit bubbles up one book, and I pick pick it up and start reading it. Mm-hmm. But the reality is, I know that everyone's got that book they've always been wanting to read that someone told them was a good book, or maybe you just wander through your local Catholic bookstore and peruse and say, "This looks interesting." Yeah. Let the Holy Spirit guide your finger and point to a book. And Any books come to mind, by the way? I'll tell you what. My two favorite books, I love these books, and I recommend them to everybody. Mm-hmm. And that is um, The Lamb's Supper by perfect. Scott Hahn and perfect. then his follow-up book, Consuming the Word. Oh, perfect. Those books. two books are my favorite two spiritual books outside the Bible. They'll change the way you experience Mass. Absolutely. changes everything. It does. So Scott Hahn, excellent author, and he writes in a way... He's very scholarly, but he writes in a way that's easily understood. He writes these little short, almost like yep. three-page essays with a with a pithy little title, mm-hmm. you know. And it's like, and I, man, I love those. I reread those every once in a while, and they're really awesome. And so, just pick one up and start reading while you're uh, while you're sipping your tea or coffee and looking at your fire and, and looking your outside bunny slippers. and your bunny slippers. Yeah. I don't know if they make bunny slippers in my size. Oh, I bet they do. You think so? Oh, yeah. I'll just check that out. Yeah, well, Amazon.com has everything. <laughs> I'm sure bunny slippers in your size. You've got some monster feet. You'd like to see that, wouldn't you? I, you know, I, I might pay a little something. <laughs> there you go. I'll take a picture and put it up on our website so everyone else can see it as well. So another thing, number four, reconnect with an old friend. Now, I know I'm not talking about people that maybe you've had an argument with or you've separated or angry, and that would be a good thing to reconnect with them as well. But really, I know there's people that like, man, we used to have so much fun, or we used to really do a lot of stuff together. I really valued their opinion, especially for guys and other guys, people that just kind of fallen off of our radar, mm-hmm. and we don't, we haven't talked to them in years. Reconnect with one of them. Pick one of them and just say, hey, you know what? I heard on the radio that I was supposed to reconnect with somebody. I thought I'd reconnect with you. Let's go have lunch. And then email us about it. Yeah, let us know what happens in that thing. But, you know, authentic friendship and, and, and community, um, it's just an opportunity for us to be with other human beings. God intended us to be in community, to live in community, and to experience community. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think always just talking things out, talking about politics, talking about religion, talking about what's going on in the world, talking about families, and maybe talking about your own history. It's just a good thing. And, and, and having a true and abiding friendship really is, I mean, that's how Jesus did it. Yep. Right. He gathered together his friends. Mm-hmm. Right. Broke bread with them, and, and and these are the friends that really helped build his church. And so I, I just think that us reconnecting with someone and making a resolution this new year to spiritually reconnect with someone, and just going to mass, just going out and having breakfast or or lunch or dinner, whatever, check in with them, find out what's going on in their family or whatever. I, I guarantee it'll be a blessing. It will be. And then let's look at number five here, and that is just to find a retreat somewhere. Good idea. You've always talked about wanting to go on a retreat. Perfect time of the year. But it's hard to go. And it's hard to like make the plans or whatever. It's like, hey, it's doldrums outside. Wouldn't you rather be like sitting in some little cabin somewhere or some little retreat center or whatever and just being with other people and hearing spiritual stuff? That's right. This is an opportunity. The winter retreats are always awesome. So January, February, and even into March, uh, as we're preparing, as we're going through Lent, you know, these retreats are going to start cropping up. Go to one. Yep. Maybe you go to retreats already, maybe once or twice a year, but really just pick another one specifically that's going to recharge your spiritual batteries this time of year. Yep. I think that'd be a neat thing to do. So that's five things. Confession, additional masses, reading that book that's supposed to change your life, reconnecting with an old friend, and finding a retreat to go to. That's just five New Year's resolutions you can make on a spiritual level Mm -hmm. that are going to make your life better. So we have five more. Awesome. 
We're going to take a break. Before we do that, I want to remind folks at home, we've got a great website, thecatholiccafe.com. Also, I would love to hear from you. Hear what things you're doing in the new year to recharge your batteries. Send me an email, deaconjeff at thecatholiccafe.com. With that, we'll be right back. I'm Bess Drzymski, and this is another great moment in church history. The teaching on the role, purpose, and value of the office of priest has been constant in the church for its nearly 2,000-year existence. The priest, even more than being simply defined by his sacramental functionality, acts in the person of Christ and calls each of us to offer ourselves fully in union with the one sacrifice of Christ. While many may think that the priesthood is a modern invention of the Catholic Church, it most assuredly is not. The writings of the early church fathers, those first Christians who were instrumental in protecting, nurturing, and spreading the one true faith, bear this out. St. Ignatius of Antioch, an early bishop and martyr, wrote around 110 AD about the distinct threefold ministry of the church. He said, Let everyone respect the deacons as they would respect Jesus Christ, and just as they respect the bishop as a type of father and the presbyters, or priest, as the council of God and college of apostles. Without these, it cannot be called a church. St. Cyprian of Carthage in 250 AD had this to say about the priesthood. For if Jesus Christ, our Lord and God, is himself the chief priest of God the Father, and has first offered himself as a sacrifice to the Father, and has commanded this to be done in commemoration of himself, certainly the priest truly discharges the office of Christ, who imitates that which Christ did. In his great work on the priesthood, written in the 4th century, St. John Chrysostom wrote, What priests do here below, God ratifies above, and the Master confirms the sentence of his servants. Then, just a few years later, St. Ambrose, when teaching on the authority of priests to hear confessions, tells us, It seemed likewise impossible for sins to be forgiven through penance, yet Christ granted even this to his apostles, and by his apostles it has been transmitted to the office of priests. Finally, St. Augustine, when explaining why he clung to the Catholic faith, said, The succession of priests, from the very see of the Apostle Peter, to whom our Lord, after his resurrection, gave the charge of feeding his sheep, up to the present episcopate, keeps me here. These are but a few of the many, many quotes from the early fathers which reveal that the ministry of the priesthood was, is, and always will be an awesome gift of Christ to His Church. I'm Bess Drzymski, and this is another great moment in church history. Welcome back to the Catholic Cafe. Here's Deacon Jeff. And we're back in the luxurious corner booth of the Catholic Cafe. I'm Deacon Jeff sitting here with Thomas P. Dorian, and we are sure. talking about spiritual renewal, but in the context of New Year's resolutions. Top 10. Top 10. Our, these are our favorite things to do, mm-hmm. and they're just they're definitely going to work. I guarantee it. If they, they don't, will. send an email to tom at <laughs> thecatholiccafe.com and send your complaints. By the way, uh, just talking about social media for a second. Yeah. Uh, I just want to give a, a shout out to Jeremy. Uh, his Twitter handle is Saturdays on Mars. Now I do not know what that means. 
That's interesting. But he sent the nicest, just said that, that he starts his morning with the Catholic Cafe. So that was very nice for that him to reach out nice. uh, and say that nice thing. You can find the Catholic Cafe um, at Catholic Cafe uh, on Twitter. We're also on Facebook. So yeah. people who want to reach out can do that. We'd love to hear from you. But anyway, let's continue with our top 10 list um, of New Year's resolutions, New Year's spiritual resolutions. We have number one, confession. Number two, additional masses. Number three, read that book. Number four, reconnect with an old friend. Number five, find a retreat. So we're going to go on to number six now. Okay. And number six is take an extra class. Yeah. RCIA, go and visit the RCIA program and sit and listen. Continuing ed. And, there, you know, every parish, every diocese has got all kinds of continuing ed stuff going on. They do. And, right, there may be a million people or 500,000 or in our case in Memphis, we've got, you know, 60 some odd thousand Catholics here. Mm-hmm. And those classes, when you go to them, like on a diocesan level, there'd be like 12 other people in there. Yeah, from different parishes. And you're thinking, man, this is all we could muster, huh? Trust me, there's lots of space, there's lots of opportunities, lots of availability. Yep, there is. And so really it's another thing like, well, I've always wanted to take that class. I've always wanted to study that thing. I've always wanted to spend a little time and get better at my faith. And we all talk about those things we've always wanted to do. And to me, um, a New Year's resolution where someone's saying like, I'm going to go travel. I'm going to do these things I've always wanted to do. I think on a spiritual level, that's where we should start. Mm-hmm. And so it's an opportunity at this, the beginning of the year to look for new ways to revitalize your faith. And one of those is is educating yourself. That's right. Finding out what the church really teaches about whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, finding out what spiritual resources you have in some of these great saints and, and uh, other people who have lived their lives in exemplary ways and written beautiful spiritual books. We have opportunities to learn more. There's some short ones out there too. Things that are kind of easy to digest. My mind goes to uh, Ralph Gibson, his wife taking that Mary course. Yeah. With uh, Father Bauer, I think it's like three three one hour sessions. Yeah. And uh, changed his whole world. Yeah, but three one hour sessions with Father Bauer is like about a six month process. <laughs> he knows a lot, but he does, and it changed his world, <laughs> yeah. changed their world. Uh, yeah, exactly, to Mary. and and they were new Catholics. Exactly. Or they actually, they were they had just become Catholic. Right. And they uh, was walking by the parish. And saw them and sitting in a classroom. Yeah, and there was Father Bauer teaching them. Yeah, and so it's like you know, just reach out and find something interesting. Yeah, I have somebody who's in my RCIA class right now, mm-hmm. who said, "Hey, there's some classes going on about Eucharist and the Mass that uh, Father Jolly is getting ready to start. Mm-hmm. You know, later on this month." And she said, "Am I allowed to go to those?" Absolutely. I said, "Please do." <laughs> That's right. It's, it's a perfect opportunity. So all of us need to look into that. What is it that we can learn and where? And I like the classroom and I like RCIA because you're with other people who are on a journey. Mm-hmm. You know, it's easier to row the boat when there's like lots of oarsmen. Oh, yeah. You know, I think when you're there together and have that camaraderie and you're all learning together and you yeah. can discuss things, that's kind of a cool experience. Yeah. So that does kind of go hand in hand with reading that book that everyone told you you had to read because it's going to change your life. Well, I think just the basics and understanding, sitting in an RCIA class. I mean, you, you did that. You've done that with my RCIA, RCIA yeah, class and other people. William. I got folks right now who are, who are just coming in there and sitting. Yeah. You know, we, we published the title and people say, that sounds interesting. Let me go in there and find out what that's all about. Yeah, go on no there. commitment. You don't have to do it for every, that's you right. know, every Tuesday. But anyway, so uh, number seven. Mm-hmm. This one is really just like devotionals like the rosary or or going to adoration, mm-hmm. or doing Divine Mercy chaplets, mm-hmm. uh, things like that. Step those up this time of year. I mean, what else are you going to do? <laughs> You're going to st- stare outside and go like, 
think about like as soon as spring gets here, I'm going to clean out the closets and the, you know, the spring cleaning and do the garage and redo whatever you're supposed to do on the car because it's just too cold to get out there now. Mm-hmm. You know what? Right now is a good time to do some spring cleaning in your soul and uh, and, and to really devote yourself in in a prayerful fashion on on others' behalves, right. praying for other folks and doing a rosary. For those kids that have kind of fallen away from the church, for the neighbors down the street who aren't really very receptive to your Catholic faith, or just really... Souls in purgatory. Yeah, souls in purgatory. People who really need our prayers. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, picking up a rosary. You know, we had it Father Blunt wonders. Father Blunt on here before in a previous show we did with him. Talked about it being it's a nuclear bomb. You know, <laughs> it's like, okay. It is, that's too. That's powerful. That's powerful. So pick up that rosary or spend some time in adoration. I just... I love adoration. I love oh, yeah. sitting in there because it's like it's to the exclusion of the rest of the world to some degree because it's like everything else is like outside and you're like in this in the confines in the presence of God. Mm-hmm. I imagine what it might have been like to stand or kneel in the case of Moses in front of the burning bush. Oh yeah. You know and it's like you start thinking like well that's God almighty. That's right. And so you just get really focused in adoration. Mm-hmm. And then you go back out into the world refreshed and kind of like okay I got my spiritual bearings set. So doing that more during these winter doldrums, mm-hmm. probably a good thing spiritually. I think it is. I think that's on the uh, that's on the top ten list. That's number seven. So we go on to number eight. Now this one is interesting. Uh, this one you have more input on. I think uh, find a spiritual exercise or discipline. Oh yeah. So like some people like will fast or they'll do. Uh, you know, give something up specifically, kind of like we do in Lent, in the mm-hmm. Lenten times. And mm-hmm. we're getting ready to come into Lent here pretty soon, but, and this will be in the middle of winter, pretty much. Right. But you had an experience with Exodus 90. Exodus 90. Go to Exodus90.com, and it's 90 as in 90. Right. Uh, yeah, it's a great exercise. It's 90 days. In it a nutshell, intense. you got 10 seconds or less. In a nutshell, it's Lent on steroids. Awesome. You like that? You like you like sort of um, separate yourself or dissociate yourself from or everything. To, it's like separation from everything. It's from everything, and you don't do it by yourself. You do it with two or three other guys. So when you're going through it, it's a whole lot easier. You can't do it by yourself. Yeah, you, you've got to have a couple of other partners. But you're you. talking about like you, you kick out all the TV, the internet, TV, music, uh, the the su- the sweets and the fatty foods cold and the showers. So you like really <laughs> you at like the that, end of don't it. You? No, I ain't never going to do it. <laughs> that sounds hard. It is But hard. you are the better man for it, aren't you? It's the hardest thing I've ever done and one of the most uh, beneficial things I've ever done. We need to get Mark Pika on the on the program. He, yeah. he works for Exodus 90, I think, or works with him or whatever. And we need to yep. get him and talk and find out more specifically about it. But doing a yep. spiritual discipline like that, it just reorients you. Yeah. It, it helps you to separate from all those physical things. And it doesn't things. have to be anything that intense. It can be something, you know, a lot leaner, a lot lighter. Yeah, for wimps like me. Exactly. Yeah, good. Yeah, it's take made your for everybody. Showers. But I know what you when you guys were talking about the stuff you were experiencing, and it's but it, but great. it really benefited your prayer life, didn't it? Oh, it took refocused it, took to a level I had no idea existed. See, that's that sounds awesome, and that's yeah. a and it, you know they're they're doing them. You go to exodus ninety dot com, find a couple of friends and and dive in. Yeah, because that's that you know springtime comes along, you'll be out of it, right? And you'll be a, a, a new man. Yeah, and this program has really taken off too. It's it's growing like like wildfire. That sounds cool. So yeah. find a spiritual exercise or discipline like that is our number eight. Mm-hmm. Number nine, find an outreach ministry. I mean, we know it's cold outside. We don't want to be outside. In fact, when we're sitting sitting and sipping our tea or coffee with our in our bunny slippers next to the fire, we're right. looking out there going, I'm glad I'm not out there. That's true. And you think about how depressing it is for us while we're sitting there. The reality is, think about the people that live there, yeah, out it's, there. It's tough. 
You know, so finding yourself an outreach ministry, all parishes have something like it. But just uh, Room at the Inn, Meals on Wheels. We have uh, MIFA, which is the Memphis Interfaith. Uh, it's like a, a they, they collect food, the Memphis Food Bank. And, it's like Meals on Wheels. So every, every city is going to have something like that. Mm-hmm. It's an opportunity for you to connect with people who really need you at a yeah. certain time. Or even just stopping with a hot something, you know, and handing it to the person you know, who's out sitting out there. So this wasn't a homeless person. This is like a little kid who was selling newspapers, a Sunday paper. It was freezing cold outside. And so my wife and daughters were coming back from the donut store, and they opened up their box of donuts and gave him some donuts. He was very appreciative. That is sweet. So that little bit wow. of, that just that little thing right there yeah. just helps brighten everybody's day. But specifically, like Room at the Inn, you know, and Meals on Wheels and those kinds of things are helping people that really at this really difficult time because it's cold. And they need it desperately. Yeah, yeah. And so this is a good thing for us to uh, to do, uh, to find that outreach ministry. So uh, where we are is number six, taking extra class or RCIA, continuing in ed. Uh, number seven is devotionals like the rosary are going to adoration, divine mercy. Number eight is find a spiritual exercise or discipline like Exodus 90. Number nine is finding an outreach ministry. It's cold outside. And then our number 10 is something that's so simple and practical. Mm-hmm. And I put it on here because it just kind of came to me. It's something we all know about. And that's like there's every school, every parish at some point in time has a, a donate coats, a, a coat drive. Mm-hmm. Right. So donate coats are clothes. And, and I, I say that because it's like, well, yeah, we, we all know that and whatever. But I haven't done it in a long time. And I was okay. just in my closet and saw like, you know, I've got like six coats now. Hmm. Do I really need six coats? Probably not. No. So uh, I'm thinking, you know, I can get rid of a couple of those easily. But those folks we just talked about out there, they need Would them. absolutely uh, love to have them. So that's, that wraps up like our top ten list. These are ten easy things that anyone can do. You just pick one of them. And yep. we don't try to do everything. Mm-hmm. Don't, re- don't, don't like do things that are unrealistic and you can't, you can't accomplish them. Yeah, just do a couple extra things here and there. Pick one thing. Right. Right? Confession, additional masses, reading that book, reconnecting with an old friend, finding a retreat, taking an extra class, the rosary and adoration, divine mercy, um, finding a spiritual exercise like Exodus 90, finding an outreach ministry, donating coats or clothes. These are 10 easy things that will spiritually enhance your life and will, I think, lift you up out of the doldrums, Absolutely. out of that the winter blues that we start to get about this time of year uh, and really help us to come into Lent and help us to come into Easter and spring in a, in a beautiful, profound way. Amen. Let's ask Mary to intercede on our behalf. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Holy Mary, Mary, Mother of God, pray pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Thanks for listening to The Catholic Cafe. If you'd like to contact Deacon Jeff, send him an email at deaconjeff at thecatholiccafe.com. The Catholic Cafe is brought to you by the Order of Malta Federal Association and is broadcast with ecclesial permission from the Most Reverend Martin D. Holly, Bishop of Memphis in Tennessee. Join us again at the Catholic Cafe, serving up salvation one cup of coffee at a time.